On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. I want to play you some audio of an exchange at a European Parliament Committee this week where Janine Small, President of International Development Markets at Pfizer, was being questioned by a Dutch MEP named Rob Roos. Here's what he had to say. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it's entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. Janine Small of Pfizer answering questions from Rob Roos, a Dutch MEP, uh, who has argued then effectively that the public were sold a pup because he says that the whole uh, rationale behind the introduction of COVID passes, as were present in Ireland for a lot of 2021, was this idea that you were getting vaccinated to save others. And he says that if the vaccine wasn't tested to prevent transmission, then they were sold a pup. Uh, we're joined on the line by Professor Kingston Mills of Trinity College Dublin. Kingston, were the public sold a pup? No, they weren't. Um, let me try and explain the, the discrepancies between the information that's coming out on this. Um, no vaccine in a phase three clinical trial is tested to prevent transmission, especially the COVID vaccine. So the the, the, the first aim of, of a vaccine is to prevent disease. And that's what the, the COVID vaccines were tested against symptomatic COVID-19. So if somebody presented with symptoms and then had their PCR test confirmed, they were positive. And that was how the efficacy of the the vaccines was initially um, um, ascertained. To, to determine whether something stops transmission is much more complex and almost impossible to do in a huge clinical trial. Now, what some of the companies did, including AstraZeneca, was they looked to see whether they could prevent asymptomatic um, infection. In other words, if somebody um, um, got COVID but didn't have symptoms, and that's much more complicated because they have to test the person periodically by PCR to show that they're not infected. But in the larger trials done by Pfizer and Moderna, they didn't test that. So they never pretended that the, the vaccine could prevent transmission. And it was marketed on the basis of the fact that it could, could stop COVID-19 disease. So this is a red herring. Um, I wanted to ask you just as a general premise, you've outlined some of the ways in which it might be done, but it would have struck me that the only way to test whether the vaccine could stop onward transmission would involve needing to have a control group. So you'd need to have knowingly some people who knew that they were infectious going around with the prospect of maybe infecting others, which obviously would have been a dubious practice if it were necessary. In, you know, placebo control trials are quite common. I mean, so you will have, um, you have to have, to get an efficacy level, you have to have a placebo group or you can't arise at an efficacy. So you're comparing the immunized with the, with the, with the those that get a, a dummy or a non-immunization. So so that's that's common practice. That, that to prevent transmission, the, the usual way, the definitive way to prevent transmission, to test the vaccine to prevent transmission is what are called household contact studies, where they, they look at a person in a house who has been infected and to see whether then the, whether they've been vaccinated and, and then infected, whether they pass on that infection to others in the house that haven't been vaccinated. And that's a common enough, but it's very technically very difficult mm. to do because you've got to identify those people. Okay. Mostly what's done is preventing infection. But So if you stop infection by indirectly, you're stopping transmission because if a person hasn't got any virus, it's not able to transmit yeah. it. Uh, and, and then by extension then, so by the time that COVID passes were being introduced in this country and widely elsewhere around the world, had it been established that in fact, although it wasn't originally tested for us, that the Pfizer vaccine and others did prevent transmission? Yeah, I mean, things, 
Yes, I mean, it, it, it did, because what happens in what we call field studies, this is when the, when the vaccine has been introduced into large uh, use in different countries. They were able to perform studies to look at whether it was reducing transmission by the fact, the virtue of the fact that how many people that were non-vaccinated were getting infected, and they can model this and figure out, figure out how, many, uh, how effective is the vaccine is at preventing transmission. And in the early days before the emergence of the variants, the virus um, hadn't evolved at this stage. And the vaccines were quite effective, at, very effective at stopping disease and quite effective, not as effective, but quite effective at preventing infection. And therefore, by, by extrapolation, they were likely to prevent transmission. And that was the basis of the vaccine passports. But then everything changed once the serious variants emerged. And the vaccines were less effective at preventing disease and even less effective still mm. at, at preventing infection. Therefore, for the, the case for the vaccine um, passports was weakened. Yeah, but but at the time that they were introduced in 2021, it was established that they did have a beneficial impact in reducing Absolutely. the transmission anyway. And that was the whole basis of, of, of introducing them. And, and the other thing to say, just that uh, leaving aside even the vaccine passports, the benefit of vaccination still remains. Last week, a really important paper was published in the, the, the journal The Lancet from the UK, where they looked at 14 million people who had been vaccinated, either with two doses or with three doses of the vaccines. And they looked at the percentage of people who developed serious disease that required hospitalizations. And those that had two doses of the vaccine, 0.4% of the population needed hospitalization, whereas it was 0.2% if you had received a third dose. So effectively, twice as many people were ending up in hospital who had two doses compared with those that had three doses. Uh, We're completely out of time. Thanks for joining us this lunchtime to guide us through them. Kingston Mills is a professor of experimental immunology at Trinity College Dublin. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Great minds think unalike. Different skill sets, diverse opinions, it all adds up to the new equation. On News Talk.